welcome to Swapping Joysticks. It is the 26th of October 2022, which is practically Halloween. Uh, I'm your host, Ben Ostwick, and I'm joined, as always, by the one, the only, Ed Nightingale. How are you doing, Ed? I feel like the camera's maybe a bit zoomed out here. Yeah. Oh, it takes, well, you know, the plugging it in is... Oh, yeah, I might need to unmute you. I did say I would do that and then oh, didn't. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, you don't need to hear Ed. We just see Ed. I That's... literally just said a minute ago, am I muted? And you said, you are now, but I'll unmute you. And then you didn't. I didn't say when I would unmute you. How yeah. dare. <laughs> Way too much power, yeah. Um, but yeah, welcome. It is... It's, it's nearly Halloween. It is and nearly we Halloween. we have a lovely decorated Carax behind us with some very cheap fake spider's webs that i bought and delicately placed yeah um yeah it's interesting um question. oh interesting question apparently thanks sir it is a it is, apparently is it a lovely decorated car behind us with some very cheap spiders no it's not a... <laughs> i think it thought i was asking it a question wow oh, and i even put siri, it into do not disturb down. mode and series or whatever it is is pipe yeah down siri How pipe down siri exactly uh, hopefully the... I hope you hadn't cleaned. How dare you? No, this is uh, very cheap decorations. Can't you tell how it looks really fake? Yeah, <laughs> silly, Siri. Silly, Siri. Um, but yeah, so this has been a week of Halloween and... Uh, well, it's not been a week of Halloween. That's next week. But it has been the week leading up to it. And, you know, October, everybody likes to get all spooky and everything. Um, well, what are you planning on doing, Ben? I am planning on... Uh, well, I was going to do some phasmophobia on Monday. That's what I'm hoping to do. Uh, if we do have to, um, yeah, if I, if we do have to do something Halloween-y. I don't really care about Halloween. Well, I do. Why? So we'll do something Halloween-y. Yeah? We'll find, well, I'm determined to find a horror film that we can watch together and both enjoy. Well, we did watch a horror film at the weekend that we both enjoyed. Silent Hill. Do you remember watching oh, that? Oh, we did watch Silent Hill last weekend, yeah? Yeah. In preparation for our stream on Friday, where we'll be playing Silent Hill 2. Yeah. Which neither of us have played before. I bought it, but it was scary, so I just admired the box. And it was this really cool box that had like a cardboard wraparound on it, and yeah, it was very fancy. Do not have that anymore? Um, I don't know. It's with all my PS2 games, which, when I went back home, somehow had vanished. I was slightly perturbed by that. Are we are we blaming your mum then? Yeah, I feel like at one point she was like, oh, there's all these games and stuff, do you want them? And she probably asked my brother, and my brother probably said no. So she was like, oh, I'll bin them then. Even though they weren't my brothers to give away. See, this is why you don't trust parents with things like this. Yeah. But also, my mum knows that I would not be happy at all if she touched my things. So um, she just... Put them all in a big box and said, you're an adult now, you can deal with it. Yeah. So now I have uh, all my games with me and I don't I don't have that thing of, oh, here's all my old childhood stuff in my parents' house because they moved. Yeah, you don't have your old uh, bedroom to go back to, you know, like some people. Yeah, I don't have that anymore. Yeah. I mean, the sound is great as long as we don't raise our voices. So we have oh. to have a very... We'll low speak kind quietly of into the microphone. Husky voices, yeah. We will sort this out at some point. Some point, Ben will, yeah. Well, I don't know how to, unless we're in different rooms. But then we can't be on the same camera. I just need to sort this camera out. So, well, I don't think this camera actually has a way of picking up both voices. We might just have to get a, a third microphone to use. 
like um oh what are they called the um blue yeti the blue yeti is great it picks up like a an ant farting across the road it's great get a sponsorship for that Can we get sponsorship blue yeti yeah did i say camera i meant mike yeah um but yeah so what uh what did you think to silent hill i thought it was a terrible film but i quite liked it <laughs> I think that's what it is. It's one of those films yeah. that's quite bad, but you do enjoy it because it's got all the things you want in it. It's got like unnecessary gore, vile actions happening to people. It has Pyramid Head, who is very muscular. Um, it's got the jump scare. It has kind of an eerie, witchy vibe to it. Strong female I, characters. I love an eerie, witchy vibe. Um, give me, Give me weird, witchy vibe cult stuff. Like I love that in a film and a game. I think for me, it um, its biggest success is just that it made me really want to play the video game, and I've never played it. So maybe because of that, I didn't have expectations of the film, which I guess is maybe why some people didn't like the film, having maybe played the game and thought, well, this doesn't live up to that. But I don't have those expectations, so I just kind of went into it and was like, oh, this is what it is. Oh, there's Pyramid Head, sure. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't scary in the slightest, but I enjoyed it. Money says that it wasn't so bad it's good. Money said it was just bad. Because Money only Money gave up halfway through. Yeah, Money went to bed. How like dare. a quitter. How dare. There was an amazing bit which Money didn't see, but it was straight after we took a little break where this per um I think he was Pyramid Head grabbed a person, ripped their skin off, and threw it against a wall. That was great. I don't remember that bit. Yeah, because you weren't concentrating, I was like, watch, and you were on your phone doing something. Well, we were also in Discord talking, and so I was trying to come up with a witty comment. <laughs> yeah, he had, to, he had to find a sarcastic comment for every three minutes, so unfortunately you can't watch the movie like that. But I am looking forward to playing the game, in all seriousness. What did you um, think of the barbed wire, razor blade wire that went up the person's, uh, you know, between their it legs? It went right up her vagina, and then split her in half, and... That's not the penetration that I was expecting from that film. No, and then danced in the blood of the lady. Yeah, it was a strange ending. <laughs> it was very, very, very strange. Um, but yeah, so that was that was great. Um, but yeah, what what have you been playing this week, then, Ed? Let's talk about that. Well, split her in half. I did, yeah. I just have some tea. Um, I have actually been playing a couple of other horror games this week. Mm. Um. So I guess to finish up from last week, I, I feel like I might give up on Marion Rabbids. Why? Too hard. <laughs> really? Well, no, well, a little bit, but it's also just irritating. And this is the first game, not the new one that you're playing. Um, I'm, I'm like halfway through the fourth world, but it's just got to that point where it's got really repetitive. And there's not enough variation in the enemies. There's not enough variation in the characters. Um, and it's just grinding the same battles again and again, and I'm just a bit over it. So I'm, I'm, I've got too many other things to play. So I think I'm going to move on from that. Um, I'm also now right near the end of Pokemon Shiny Pearl. Um, That's not a horror game. It's not a horror game. Um, I'm just continuing from last week. Um, I am right at the end of that. I'm basically at Victory Road, but I feel like I haven't caught enough Pokemon. So I, um, I sort of want to do some more catching before I carry on. 
isn't there like a basement area or something, or an underground area you can go and collect some? There is, but it doesn't have everything. So I need to do some trading or basically jump into your game and steal your Switch um, or whatever else. Um, but I, I'm very close to finishing that. But on, well, last Thursday was the Resident Evil showcase. It was. And, I didn't watch it. Well, you missed out. Um, they showed some new gameplay of the Resident Evil 4 remake, which looks brilliant, I have to say. Um, and it looks like they have really amped up the scares because it's quite a sort of campy game, really, um, as all the Resident Evil games are. And I feel like they've really amped up the scares in this. Um, so I, I'm really looking forward to it. But it reminded me that I never finished the original. Oh, okay. Um, I got, well, I thought quite a way through, but then I was chatting to my boss uh, last week and he was like, yeah, you're like halfway. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I yeah, I think I did as well. I think I got to like halfway. Where I got to was um, the castle area, which I know is the second and is the mid area, but I was pretty sure I was near the end of the castle area. Um, but basically I got to a sort of boss fight a bit and I kept running out of ammo and just couldn't get past it. And I gave up playing it. And I've now realized that I really should go back and finish that game, especially with the remake coming out, because I want to be able to make that comparison. Um, so I decided to play it again. And firstly, I had to just, I had to find a copy of it because I played the very original on GameCube when it first came out. But I actually bought it from America. Um, and I had a I bought quite a few games from America on GameCube. It came with a disc called a Freeloader that basically allowed you to change the region of your console. So I, I actually imported quite a few games uh, uh, on the GameCube from America because they came out earlier over there. You were one of those nerds, weren't you? I was one of those nerds. Did you import any from Japan as well? No, because I don't speak Japanese. Um, you didn't just get it for the case and stuff? Because I, I knew a nerd who he imported a PSP because that came out like six months or something or more before it came out in the West. And uh, yeah, he had no idea what he was playing. He managed to get through a few settings to play a driving game on it. And I remember being like, ooh, this is fancy. But I played it in like, we went to York, I think. And I remember playing a PSP in the back of my parents' car being like, this is amazing. It's not out for another few months here. Nice. I, one of my friends had F-Zero GX from Japan. And that's how I learned what a freeloader was because he brought his round. Um, so I got to play that early in, in Japanese. My friend taught me what a freeloader was. Yeah. Um, so I played that in Japanese and then I bought it from America because it came out a couple of months later in America and then even later over in Europe. Um, so yeah, I played F-Zero early. I played Resident Evil 4 early. I got uh, Animal Crossing on the GameCube, the first one. I got that from America. Wow, classic. that didn't actually come out in Europe on the GameCube, I believe. Mm. Um I think I might actually. Did be all your friends used to come around, and uh, they were like really impressed because, you know, because I was so cool. cool. No, I didn't have any friends. They were all single player games. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so anyway, I I played Resident Evil uh, Four on the GameCube, and I didn't want to have to set that up again because I'm like it's an old console, um, and I was thinking surely it's on PS Plus, surely it's on Game Pass, surely I've downloaded it at some point, and I hadn't. But luckily for well, you. Who at some point had downloaded it on your Switch. I bought it on my Switch, yes. <laughs> I did, and I don't know why. Because I don't think I played it on. So I think it was on a really... It was on a massive sale. And I was like, well, you know what? Maybe one day I will. 
I think you said to me there might be a save file on there, so just choose a different one. And when I turned it on, there was no save file. It was no. literally like, there is no save data. This game has never been used. It was bought and not used. Probably then. Let me just see, because I've got <laughs> Steam here, and I'm going to see if Resident Evil 4 is on here, and I've got 4.2 hours. Oh. So that must be it. Nice. Right. Obviously played it a lot. Not as much as Resident Evil 5, which has 18 minutes. Oh, wow. And do you know what? I, you know, with uh, Resident Evil 5's 18 minutes, got stuck. Of course you did. Couldn't get out of a building. Great. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I'm playing Resident Evil 4 on the Switch and it's the HD version which looks terrible um, because it's that thing of of when it's an old game and then they make a HD version of it and you know that it's kind of old blurry textures that they sharpen just and they look really bad because um, they were textures that were made for a standard definition TV um, so yeah it's not not really a looker of a game also, the controls are really odd, because it was one of the first third-person shooters to come out, and uh, yeah, it doesn't have twin-stick controls, so it all just feels very awkward to play. Yeah, um, that's what I felt like when I was playing GoldenEye um, at that place where we were in the um, yeah. Science Museum, and I mean, like, that, that controlled terribly. I think we've we've all become so accustomed to twin stick controls for shooting games now that going backwards and playing an old game feels so weird, so weird. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, it, I think it still holds up today. To be honest, I think it's still a great game. Um, I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, Ashley is still very annoying. Yeah, um, but that's to be expected, really. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really great game. So I'm definitely going to stick with it. Um, see if I can actually finish it this time and push through to the end because I do like it and I think I'm a little bit better at it this time and I now know not to use up all my ammo there's, uh. a, there's, a, there's that cheeky thing of shoot the zombies or the not zombies in the knees so they fall on the floor and then you swipe them with a knife do you have a knife cheeky. where it like breaks easily a knife? yeah no no the knife is indestructible oh. is that the same on the other games as well? no I don't okay, think so that's what I remember so, yeah, you can just knife them on the floor and it saves you on ammo. It's, uh, it's a little cheeky tip. So, um, yeah, so that's good. Nice. I Also, speaking of Resident Evil, um, so the DLC is out this Friday for Resident Evil Village, which includes uh, extras in the Mercenaries mode, it includes the Shadows of Rose story, and it also includes a third-person mode. Um, so you can play the entirety of Village in third-person. Do not do that. <laughs> they also released a demo which you can play for up to an hour um, where you can play it in third person. And it's terrible because Resident Evil Village was designed to be a first person game. And as soon as like the level design is, is, is designed for that. And as soon as you go third person and pull the camera out, everything suddenly feels really cramped. And there's this annoying, annoying basic man in the way of everything. <laughs> Um, that just takes up half the screen. Because, He's got a great face, though, hasn't he? Well, he doesn't have a face. That's the other thing. Um, Ethan was designed to be the player, so hence all of his games are first person. And in third person mode, um, they've made it so that if you turn the camera to try and look at him, he will literally turn his face away. Um, and when it gets so far, he'll then just shuffle. So you never see the front of his face. And I know they're trying to make that a thing, so that you just, you know, Ethan is is this faceless person and it's it's really you. 
he's already a basic straight white man that there are enough of in video games. We do not need any more. And now he is literally a basic straight white man without a face in third person mode because he will not even show his face. Um, and it just, if anything, it makes it makes the game feel or makes you feel more detached from the game because you don't have a character to identify with because there's no face. So it's this weird thing of feeling really detached um, from from what you're playing. So yeah, I played it for like 15 minutes and was like, this is not the way to play Resident Evil Village. So um, I'm excited to see what the DLC's like when that's out. Um, I've heard mixed things about Shadows of Rose, um, but I would absolutely not recommend playing in third person uh, from the short amount of time that I've spent with it. I was just having... Well, you've got too fancy a mic, that's what Muted again. See, I'm muting myself to stop it. I was just saying I'm trying to... <laughs> this is going great so far. I'm trying to make it so that we can just use this one microphone, but I'm trying to work out which, because I've got a million settings on this DBX286S, uh, and I'm trying to work out which of those settings I need to flick for it to pick up everything. Because normally it would pick up everything. If I just go straight into... put the mic straight into there, it would pick up everything. But, uh, you, yeah, I just need to work out how to how to do that. I will find it eventually. Um, but yeah, so... So what have you been playing, man? Well, haven't you been playing another scary game? Yeah, I played Observer yesterday on stream. Mm -hmm. um, Observer is by Baluba Team, who are now responsible for the Silent Hill 2 remake. So they also made The Medium and The Blair Witch game and some other horror games. They're known for making horror games. They, from what I hear, their games are a bit of a mixed bag. Um, but Observer is generally considered to be their best. So after the Silent Hill um, announcements last week, I thought I'm going to go play a Bloober game and see what they're like. Um, so I played Observer, which is a horror game set in a cyberpunk world. It's a cyberpunk version of Krakow. Um, Bloober are a Polish developer. Um, and it stars Rutger Hauer um, and is in memory of him because he sadly died back in 20. Hmm. Um, and Rutger Hauer is is one of the lead, well, he's the lead antagonist in Blade Runner. The but you wouldn't know that because you haven't seen it. No, you're going to make um, me watch it, aren't you? I will make you watch it at some point. Um, yeah, Observer is, I quite enjoyed it. It's, um, it's a first person horror game. It's very much a, a cyberpunk game. It has a lot of cyberpunk themes to it. You're playing as an android, um, and the idea is that you are an observer in that you observe people's memories, and you do that by literally plugging a, a wire into people's heads uh, and then experiencing their thoughts. But their thoughts are obviously very uh, horrifying. <laughs> so it comes up with these like little gameplay elements and visions that are sort of full of anxieties and, and horrifying moments. Um, and I really like that as a theme. I really like how that fits with the cyberpunk setting. Um, I think it has some interesting implications. I feel like it's quite well done. Um, yeah, sounds like Total Recall. It's quite similar. It's that idea of going into other people's minds. But then from what I... I didn't... I only played for a couple of hours, so I haven't finished it. From what I gathered, it felt like the character you're playing with, um, or playing as, 
his memories and thoughts were getting mixed up with the people that he's observing. So it's like, okay, well, where's the line of what's real here and all that kind of stuff. So really interesting themes. Um, I just don't think it was a very good stream game. <laughs> no. Um, it is, um, and and I wasn't super aware of this, but it's a game with a lot of flashing and uh, is in light flashing, not nudity. Um, Shame. Uh, Otherwise, it would have been a great stream yeah, game. Yeah, it would have been a great stream game. Um, there were lots of flashing lights and sort of visual effects and things, which are really immersive when you're playing it. But I feel like it's not the best game to play on stream. So I will not be continuing it on stream. But I quite liked what I played. Okay. And it was a nice, interesting introduction to Bloober Team and their games. Excellent. Yeah, I've not really been playing that much. I did play some more Coral Island, uh, which I did enjoy for you know the few hours that I played on Sunday. I'm getting to the point where there are certain there are certain things where I'm getting a couple of bugs. Uh, obviously, this is an early access. It is the life sim that is currently like replacing Stardew Valley for a lot of people, um, and in the future it probably will. Uh, but I'm really enjoying. I am actually really enjoying the. Uh, like the just how beautiful it is. It's such a pretty game. Uh, and hello to everybody that's just come into uh, from Nicholas's raid. Welcome, welcome. And yeah, we're gonna yeah. I will be playing a lot more of it in the future, but I am gonna take a break now until one point oh because there are just so many things you go to and it says right. Okay, sorry. Uh, this will be in the one point oh, or this room will be in the one point oh, and it's getting to the point where I'm like, well, am I just doing it for no reason? And maybe. I'll get some rewards for doing whatever I'm doing. Like at the moment, I've got to hand in 50 things to the museum. I'm like, will I get to the 50? And then it'll go, well, you'll get something in 1.0. Cause it does feel like now that there is definitely a limit to what I can do in there, yeah. um, do you, which do I don't you, want to reach. Do you feel like you're hitting a lot of brick walls? Cause having looked at their, um, what's the word? Um, Roadmap, road, that's the word. The roadmap. Uh, looking at the roadmap, there are a lot of updates that they're making, but they're a long way in the future. Yeah. And it seems like they've got some good stuff planned, but then I wonder, well, how much is in the base game at the moment? Yeah. Right now, uh, the base game does have a lot. In the first few hours that I played, I was like, wow, there's so much in this game. And I was getting ready to do a, a video um, being like how much there is in there. But now I've reached a few bits where it's like, mm, this is going to be in the main game. This is going to be uh, in 1.0. I'm like, you know what? This game is brilliant. It's going to be fantastic. I can tell, but I'm going to wait until the 1.0 so I can properly enjoy it. Um, because right now, it's yeah. There, I'm reaching some limitations, and I I want to play the game when there aren't any of those. And there is one major question with this game that everyone wants to know: Who are you banging? Who are you banging? Uh, pretty much anybody. Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> anybody who is male um i mean i'll be that picky i don't really i can't remember his name carlos was it or wasn't it paolo or something pablo pablo or was it paolo it might be paolo i'm not sure it was a spanish name but he <clears throat> yeah him and then there's also a couple of others as well which i wouldn't say wouldn't say no to yeah thing i uh, i quite like the look of derek um who was the the builder. Not with that name though yeah, I mean, Derek's not a great name. No. Um, also, um, Mark. Is that the one that everyone likes and he's just... No. Well, he looks like the sort of slightly slightly rough bad boy, which is probably why people like him. Is he the daddy? Oh, yeah, no. No? No. I don't understand, like... He's 
No. He he looks just bleh. Wow, that's a glowing endorsement. Mark is for people who have low standards. Sorry, there it is. That's it. You said it, Ben. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, we know that. We know that, Ed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... Um, it's... Yeah, no. Um, well, like him. But the game itself is going to be great. I've also played... Well, I've launched Persona 5 Switch. I got to the main... <laughs> launched it. I got to the main menu and then we're like, no, I'm going to wait until I've got like a, an hour or two, maybe tonight, before sleep. Uh, anything else? I don't think I've really played anything else. Have I played... Well, no, nothing. That's it. Well, I haven't had enough time to week. game. A it's been week. a very busy week, yeah. Oh, no, no. Call of Duty. Oh, God. Well, you say Call of Duty. I think I played it for you. No, you did this annoying stealth bit, which I don't... I can't use... A, so I'm learning how to play first-person shooters with the controller. I mean, it's interesting because Nicholas... I was in Nicholas's chat earlier, and um, and we were talking about Call of Duty. And? <laughs> and I, I mentioned that I had to do it for you. You did a <laughs> stealth part for me. I don't do stealth. I don't do stealth. Stealth is for people who've got patience, and I don't have patience. We know. Yeah. I think you've got more patience than I do. Well, it depends on regards to what. He was spilled in the chat. (laughs) Well, I'm going to have to go back and check that VOD and uh, punish you accordingly. No, it was just a... I like it, but it's obviously like you were meant to go here, and you're meant to sneak along here, and then you're meant to kill this person first, and then go to this person. I just want a bit more free roam, a bit more free choice. Maybe if I put it onto like easy mode, I would. What to be fair, what I've read from stuff online is that people aren't actually enjoying the campaign that much and are feeling like it's very linear and very much like very prescriptive. Like you have to go here, and if you don't, then you die. That's so exactly. it's very much like you you have to do what you're told, and it's not like a free shooter. But isn't that what Call of Duty has always been? Yeah, it has always been that. And I mean, you just get used to you just learn where you're meant to be going. And where you're meant to be standing at certain points, you, it doesn't give you it doesn't give you chance. It doesn't give you much kind of many options to kind of use your own tactics. It doesn't say, you know what, do this however you want. It's like no, you need to be standing at this window inside this burning aeroplane. You don't go to the sides. Well, you turn to the sides when there's a person there, but you need to be focused on this window. And just like the stealth part in Amsterdam, you were meant to have stood here because there's cover there. And then you kill the person, and then you're meant to go to this other cover. And if you don't, there's no other option, so therefore you will die. I will mostly agree with you, apart from the uh, the Amsterdam swimming bit that I had to do for you, because literally it was saying, swim underwater, and you were just swimming around all over the place, clearly getting spotted. I went underwater, and I came up, and then it's like, oh, you went to be on one side of the dock, but I went to the other side of the dock, and he didn't like that. The person saw me on the other side of the dock. He was like, come on, just let me have a few options. I mean, it feels like it's just a playable film, really. Mm. But then I also just hate the script and the fact that it's just like, I'm a streetwise man, bro. I've got my big gun and I'm going to shoot all the horrible terrorists. And it's just, I'm, I can't deal with that for like you will five never hours of game. want to play a Gears game then. No. No, but um, I mean, Uncharted is <laughs> like a film, and it, but you, you kind of... And something like, yeah, Uncharted or The Last of Us, that's also kind of a film and pretty linear, but you do have like your own 
there are battlefields where you can then kind of choose your own way and where you're meant to be going and what you want to do. There are options. Whereas I feel with Call of Duty and what I've played, there are no options. Great acting. Yeah. Oh, the chat appreciates it. You can <laughs> act like a butch man very well. I try. Yeah. Gears <laughs> is the worst. Yeah, America. But then didn't they change that in the most recent Gears? Because don't you play as a woman in that game? And they tried mm. to they tried to make it more diverse. Oh, they probably did. I, I played it for a little bit and was like, no, I feel like I'm playing as a space marine. Or like a, a roided up gym goer. Yeah, I'm not here for that. No. But yeah, that was pretty much what I've been playing. Um, I did finish the first world in Mario and Rabbids at lunch today. You've got a video about that, haven't you? I do. Go and check out the TikToks. Um, finally, TikTok has decided to push it to a few more people. Um it is slightly annoying that just me filming you in Royal Albert Hall for 30 seconds has done like five times as well as a video that took about five hours for me to make, record, and... You're welcome. Yeah, so... But, you know, that's the TikTok algorithm. But I did get a very high like like-to-view ratio, so it shows that it's been appreciated. There you go. Very nice. Yeah, welcome to TikTok. I mean, that is true. Yeah, you can literally, you know fart on screen and you'll get more views than something that would well, take that's just the an hour. level of intellectualism on tiktok isn't it well yes although tiktok is great but then again that's also definitely not a word i made that up yeah intellectuality Act. yeah that's the word <laughs> <laughs> just intellect uh, the algorithm show see my tiktok doesn't show hot guys mine shows people falling over or following the wrong people uh no there's instagram for that see my search page on there wow let's not do that <laughs> or in or on twitter every now and again it's like you might like this very you know slightly clothed person oh well there were some questionable things trending for me the other... was it my massive cock it was my massive well not yours it not was mine. the hashtag my massive <laughs> cock i'm glad my massive cock wasn't trending <laughs> on uh, twitter <laughs> oh intellectualism is a word i was right you didn't yeah. even know it that's how lack <laughs> lacking is in it um, yeah, did we, we actually, um, I watched my massive cock last night. Yeah, I watched it as well. We watched it we together watched it in together. bed. <laughs> in bed. <laughs> what did you think to my massive cock? I thought it was quite, um, interesting. Mm. Um, informative. Bit long for me. <laughs> well, we had to skip the surgery bit in the middle for you. Yeah, they started talking about surgery and, uh, I was like, nope, skip this, skip this. I do not want to. I do not watch anything that involves like kind of surgery or anything that's gruesome. I just don't watch that. Which is weird because like Silent Hill, that kind of over the top gore and things, I'll wince a little bit, but it'll be okay. But something, anything about surgery, I refuse. I don't watch Casualty, Holby City or any kind of surgery program. No, wow, thanks. We've gone really uh, British here. Uh, I mean, anyone who, who is not British. House. Um, there was genuinely a program on national TV a couple of nights ago called My Massive Cock. And it was a documentary about penis. men. It was My Massive Penis. No, it was cock. Was it My Massive it Cock? It was literally My Massive Cock. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it was, so it was about here. men with, with really large penises and how they struggled in life. And I genuinely thought that that was... In some ways, quite nicely, quite nicely handled. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just in that, like, genuinely, I, I can appreciate, like... Yeah, you can that, take you it know, well. I can appreciate that actually their lives are probably genuinely quite difficult when they're walking down and it's so obvious. 
Um, were any of them? Yes, there were. There were um, some. People listening to the podcast don't know what you said. Yes, they were too. Gay. Gay. There were some gays. You did um, ask that. There was one guy who was definitely gay. I don't know if he realized it or not. The one well, that was on there for no reason. Don't really. speak for people. I won't. How dare you? He was definitely gay. Um, His girlfriend's going to be so disappointed when she finds out. Wow. Um, but yeah, I'm like, genuinely, I can see. I mean, look, everyone's watching this out of voyeurism because they want to see. But, Speak for yourself. And well, I watched it because you were like, watch my massive cock. And I was like, sure. Oh. Yeah. You got disappointed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, genuinely, like, I can understand how when they are like that big, yes, that's going to be a problem. But then there are people who have a fetish for it. And like, oh, I just really want to like shag all the men with big cocks. And I'm like, maybe don't fetishize people. Or that guy whose best mate kept like taking pictures of him in the shower and sharing it around the internet without I was consent. So... And I was like, you need to get better friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah, my friends, they, they always joke around. They've got some pictures that they took uh, without me knowing and just like share it around the town. And it's weird because I get a little bit annoyed, but there's because there's like people who... They just come up to me and like, oh, they know they've seen my, they know about my mass, they know about my cock. They've seen pictures of it. It's like, oh, they're just lads, but they're, just, but I, I don't like it. And I was like, well, you have the shittest taste in friends. If that's not a friend, yeah, yeah, that's not a friend. You're, that's literally illegal. You know. And then basically, the show ended with him confronting his friend to say, um, actually, I think I'd prefer it if maybe you didn't do that anymore. Um, because yeah. he didn't actually just say his point, and his friend was like, "Well, I think it's a great thing that everyone can see your cock," and it's like, "Well, it's not about you, is it? You yeah, stupid the, twat." Exactly. Maybe it's was... about your friend who is actually struggling with mental health and relationships because you keep sharing his nudes across the internet. You fucking bell end. Yeah, and this guy was really like, irritated me. Oh yeah, no, me too. As well, his friend was like, "Oh, I, you know, I wouldn't mind. You know, I wouldn't mind. You should." He's like, "Oh, you should take it as a compliment. You should be proud of it." And it's like, it's not up to you to tell him that. Exactly. Go and fuck yourself. And I hope you get, you know, cautioned or something. But I hope the police come around to him and be like, "Yeah, could you stop, sh- uh, you know, sharing someone's nudes when they don't ask you to?" Oh, he was a bell end. I wanted to punch him. Yeah, this was a one-off documentary. It was a massive dick that his friend was. He was, yeah. yeah. All of the all of the cock jokes. Um, yeah, it was just a one-off documentary, and basically it was trending um, on social media the next day. So the hashtag mm-hmm. "My Massive Cock" is trending, which obviously, to get back to your original point. Just meant that social media was literally then just full of people showing off news, being like, "Oh, but here's mine, lol." Um, yeah. When it it did actually stem from a documentary. My favorite story was about the man who was like, "Oh, I was fucking this." I don't know if he said it like this, but he was having sex, and all of a sudden it got very wet, and then they put the lights on, and there was blood everywhere. <laughs> oh God, that, I forgot about that. That was uh, that was a lovely uh, story, uh, which I'm I was very glad to. I'm glad you played that just before going to bed. Welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Anyway, should we see what people have been playing yeah. in Discord? What? Go on, you can read it out, because I'll mute my microphone for a little bit while you go and read all about it. We don't have many. We've only got, like, four people. If anybody wants to quickly tell us what you've been playing, post it in the Discord. Uh, just the four peeps in at the moment. So, Westman has been playing Victoria 3, which is a strategy game that came out this week. I saw reviews. A lot of people are... Um, praising it, it's getting very good reviews Um, Westman says, amazing game but also amazingly complex will take me forever to learn about all the mechanics in the game that's why it's the kind of game I don't think I can handle because oh, I couldn't even get the mechanics in Crusader Kings so screw those type of games I am not sure how this compares to Crusader Kings, how complex it is but uh, yeah, it seems like 
Victoria 3. I'm not sure who Victoria 1 and 2 are, but, you know. You get to play as Victoria? Is it? I don't even know what it is. It's it's a strategy game. Um, historical, I think. Oh, do you play as, like, Vic- no, Victoria? No, I don't think you do play as Queen Victoria. Queen Victoria the second, wasn't she? The main, the big one. Well, the little big one. Was it the second? Was she the second? Or was she Victoria the first? No, you're questioning my history I think knowledge. maybe the first. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. I wasn't alive then, so why would I know? That's true. Yeah. Um, Debs, I tried Reefland today. It's still a pretty simple game. Sadly, there isn't a tutorial. But I just started placing tiles that gave me points and went from there. I think... I think this might be the one that I shared on Discord that is quite Dwarf Romantic y but slightly more puzzly. It actually looks really good. Um, it's a bit different than Dwarf Romantic since certain tiles aren't allowed near other tiles. Um, and mine is not allowed near a farm, for example. The tiles that you are allowed to place things next to are in green and what you want to avoid in red. It seems to go in around to get you more tiles. You have to score a certain number of points with the tile placements to get access to more tiles. After a few rounds, the whole map colours itself. And then you can, ah, yeah, because it's black and white. And as you place the tiles, it becomes coloured. Um, so after a few rounds, the whole map colours itself. And then you can move on to the next round. But you can also continue on the current map. Again, no tutorial, so I really don't know why some placements gave me like 50 points instead of 10. Um, I believe the game was only a bit more than $3. I think it's an early access. Um, oh. But yeah. We've got a few things about um, Command uh, Crusader Kings or Cock 3. Uh, is a role-playing game where you play as a ruler during the Middle Ages, but Victoria 3 is a socio-economic simulator where you play as a nation during the Victorian era. It is the Victorian era, then. See, that's, I don't, socio-economic. Is it like politics simulator? Because if it's a politics simulator, that might be up my alley. Mm, I think it's more how to make money. Well, I'm not good at that, unfortunately, as you can see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and here we are on Twitch. Yeah, as I'm here on Twitch. No. <laughs> I think it, no, I think that would be the opposite, actually. If I was very, very rich, I'd be on Twitch. I wouldn't have a main job. I'd just be like, you know what? Oh, we might have some more information here, because Randy Pasta has also been playing Victoria 3. Oh. Um, the incredibly complex Victoria 3. The tutorial is lacking, but that's pretty normal for a Paradox interactive game. So far, I've owned... Paradox. Is that also Crusader Kings? Is it the same dev? Paradox, is that... Um, oh, what's the one... Uh, that's set in... Is it Stellaris? Is that Paradox? I might be completely wrong here. I can't remember. It Par- is. Oh, oh it I is. am right. Yes! Hmm. Gaming knowledge is excellent. It is. Um, Paradox is uh, all their games. Uh, Surviving Aftermath Victoria 3. Airport Simulator. Prison Architect. Oh, that's why that gets really cool. Yeah, Stellaris. Yeah. There you go. I was right. And City, City Skylines. Sky- mm. oh, they like those type of games. They do. Hence, you'd think that this would be well made. Yeah. And it hopefully is. Well, should we go back to what Randy? Go on then, you go back to Randy Pasta. Um, where were we? The tutorial is lacking, but that's pretty normal. So far, I've only touched on some of the economic and political aspects. There you go. Shaping Sweden into a trade unionist-led liberal government has been challenging, but quite fun so far. Hope it doesn't suddenly lurch to the right. <laughs> too well. Um, Moon Princess is still in Disney hell with Dreamlight Valley, as are a lot of people. Um, but hopefully, you're in that Disney hell means Scar. Um, Rick Watermelon, I finally finished Pokemon Sword Shield. Which one though? Or is it both? 
uh, and got through all the inane dialogue that was the worst part of any Pokemon game I've ever played. Oh, it is as well. I like Ball Handler. Ball Handler Joe wants to talk to you. Or Youngster Mang. Cool. And yeah, they, I just hate those names. They don't have actual names. It's like Youngster. Youngster Ed is challenging you. And like, okay. Yes, that's me. Young, that youngster game. Ed. Uh, uh, Rick's playing Shield. That's the best one. Mm. Because it's got the gay. The gay yeah, I got game. Shield. And I got, no, I got Sword because I'm, you know, a Sword handler. Sure. Um, after that, I revisited New World and was pleasantly surprised about the amount of really nice quality of life changes they've made from launch when I played it last, which really allows for a better MMO experience without taking away from the grindy aspects they were going for. I also got it working on my Steam Deck so I can now MMO in bed. Lovely. I mean, that does sound delightful, but how does that compare to MMOing Final Fantasy XIV in bed? Can That's you, the question. I mean, I play, MMO, I play Final Fantasy XIV with a controller, so... If you can do Final Fantasy XIV on a Steam Deck, might have to buy one when I've saved up enough money. Yeah, and in, in a decade. Yeah. <laughs> let's do a subathon. Ben, buy Ben a Steam Deck. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's not do that. <laughs> no, I think there are better, you know, charitable things. Uh, oh, Rick says, uh, Final Fantasy XIV, I have it downloaded. I did my dailies in bed yesterday. It was glorious. I enjoy doing my dailies in bed. That's what I call it. Yeah. And then Final Fantasy XIV. Do my daily. <laughs> uh, and Ninja Koali, Koala sorry, has been playing Dicey Dungeons. It's a strategy turn-based dungeon crawler where your turns are decided by rolling dice and assigning the roles to different moves, which you can change and upgrade through your run. I've heard very good things about that, but haven't played it. Excellent. I've, uh, yeah, I've not heard about it either. But I've, I keep seeing it. I think it might be on my wish list. So every single time it goes on sale, I get I th- a... I think it's one of those games that is on sale a lot. So it's yeah, quite it's easy to get a hold of. And it was... I think it reviewed really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Well, apparently there's been something in the news with Bioware. Um, Dragon Age Dreadwolf uh, as being announced or something like that let's have a quick look it's already been announced well not announced but something else the alpha milestone is out oh so they've decided on the story hello um start to scroll to the top well enclosed can we get too long doesn't read we've just completed our alpha milestone it's in bold ah that's good up to this point we've been working hard on the various parts of the game but it's not until the alpha milestone that a game all comes together uh, now for the first time, we can experience the entire game from the opening scenes of the first mission to the very end. We can see, hear, feel, and play everything as a cohesive experience. So I guess now they need to polish it and tweak it so it's playable for the public. Whereas if this was original Bioware, this would mean it's going gold. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, that's well. should we go into the news, 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 yeah. news, Well, that news. starts us off in the news, so that's good to know. That is, that is brand new information that just happened. Yes, it is. We are here on the, you know, the forefront of breaking news. Speaking of breaking... As we like to be. <laughs> as, yes. But as one of us likes to be. I mean, that is your job. Indeed. Um, although, I, yeah. Uh, let's go and see some news that's happening in the news, news, news. Now, I have a news article here that wasn't written by you, so I'm surprised you've added it. Wow. It's, it's a very important story, and it happened over the weekend when I was not working. Oh, okay, that's why then. I was with you. Okay. Actually I, was, actually, I was playing Resident Evil 4. 
Um, so EA had its Behind the Sims Summit. And unfortunately, the representation was not good. Because it did not include any black content creators. Which is just oh, you think that... unacceptable yeah. in the year 2022. Also, the fact that it's Black History Month in the UK here. Come on. Come on, EA. Um, so this was basically called out by loads of people, um, including Ebonix, um, who is a great simmer. You should all follow if you don't already. Um, and EA have basically responded saying that it will do better um, after it did not fairly represent players. I don't know, if I worked in the gaming industry, you know, hopefully one day, and we were organizing an event, and I looked at the event, and every single person was white, I might be like, no. <laughs> I mean, that is the logical conclusion. That's what, mm, yeah, so you've got to be doing something wrong if you manage to actually go ahead with that. <sighs> Shocking. But yes, as we said last time, um, or last week, um, Sims 4 is now free to play. It is free to play. Is it worth playing free-to-play? I don't know. I don't play The Sims. Oh. But if you do play The Sims, and or you want to watch The Sims, go support black creators. Okay, and let us know how it is free-to-play. Mm. All right, the next one, Bayonetta Part 7. Yes. So last week, we discussed the Bayonetta voice actress fiasco, let's say. We'll call it that. Uh, which started with Helena Taylor as the who was the voice of Bayonetta in one and two, and as I'm sure you will know, these videos came out where that she released um, complaining that she had received an insulting offer of pay, and so she refused to voice Bayonetta in the third game, which has now been done by Jennifer Hale, who has since received loads of abuse, um, and then some numbers came out um, that sort of contradicted what Helena Taylor had said. Um, and um, sort of implied that she was not quite telling the truth. Um, and so she then released um, a series of tweets on, I think it was Sunday night, but we saw it on Monday, um, where she wanted to defend her reputation in the industry uh, and said that she was just asking for a fair living wage in line with the value that I bring to this game, um, if you scroll down a bit. Um, so, yeah. Um, it's come to my attention that some people are calling me a liar and a gold digger. I feel the need to defend myself and my reputation in the industry. Um, and then she then went on to explain what happened, which I'm not being funny. It sounds a little bit different to what she said in her first tweet. And it feels like she had moulded things or not quite said everything. Um, so she said, as I posted on part three of my video thread, and I'm not quite sure she fully this clearly um i explained that their first offer was too low that offer was ten thousand dollars total which is not the four thousand dollars that she had previously said uh reminder this is 450 million dollar franchise not counting merchandise where the fuck she got that number from i do not know because bayonetta is definitely not a 450 million dollar franchise it is relatively niche um, and has a very strong fan base, but is definitely not that big a franchise. Um, so I really don't know where she's getting that number from. Uh, I then wrote in Japanese to Hideki Kamiya, asking for what I was worth. I thought that as a creative, he would understand. He replied saying how much he valued my contribution to the game and how much the fans wanted me to voice the game. I was then offered an extra $5,000, uh, $5, I guess. 
Um, so I declined to voice the game. I then heard nothing from them for 11 months. They then offered me a flat fee to voice some lines for $4,000. Any other lies, such as 4000 for five sessions, are total fabrications. And I'm like, where did the 4000 Why did that not come sooner? Like, why, was, why were these numbers not thrown out? I'm very confused. So, um, basically, she's now trying to defend herself, and it feels like... Um, it's uh, she hasn't quite told the truth in the first place, and I think she shot herself in the foot a little bit, to be honest. Yes, I mean she's just pretty much ruined her career now. Yeah. Mm. So the bottom line of this entire situation is that voice actors deserve to be paid more, and that has unfortunately got lost somewhat in the back and forth of who got paid what and who should do the voice of Bayonetta and should we play the game or should we not. Ultimately, play the game if you want to play it, because there are plenty of people who who were, are involved in the game who have done a lot of really good work that deserves to be seen. Um, if you don't want to play it because you want to boycott it, then go ahead, that's your choice. Um, but the bottom line is that we should all be campaigning for voice actors to be paid accordingly. That, that yeah. is the bottom line of all of this, regardless of the back and forth and the numbers. With all, I'm sure there's lots. Yeah, yeah I mean, obviously voice actors are underpaid. From what we are told, as I'm sure many other people in gaming are as well. The ones at the top, the executives, the ones that own things, the shareholders, they're not underpaid. But pretty much everyone else is. That's like in every industry, I guess. Exactly. All right, next one. Platoon 3. So this is a quick one, but just to say that there was a big Splatoon 3 update um, a couple of days ago. And Nintendo have made an absolute ton of fixes. So there are loads of bug fixes because I think the game has been really quite buggy up until this point and has had really not good online communication um, with loads of errors and people dropping out. And it seems like they are finally addressing that in this update. Um, So they've now made it so that data transfer between players is quicker, i.e. when you flat someone, the reaction is quicker, as it should be because um, it's been a bit messy. Um, and then there are some patch notes with a ton of individual bug fixes, lots and lots of things. So basically, if you're playing it and you've been getting annoyed with online, then in theory, it should now be better. I have seen uh, Shanghai tweeting about how apparently a lot of other bugs have now appeared. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, that's expected, I guess, just it's usually what happens to be honest uh Des- as anybody that uh, follows games like destiny are they'll patch a load of things and then yeah they'll patch 50 things and then 20 new ones will appear so it does get lower so there are fewer each time but yeah new ones then appear okay. graveyard no no grievard is a new ghost-type dog Pokemon that's going to be in Scarlet and Violet. The very dangerous candle on its, a very bulbous candle on its head. Dangerous and bulbous. Dangerous and bulbous. Yeah, I mean, you don't Ooh. want to put that anywhere that you don't want wax. Exactly. Um, yes, this was uh, was revealed this week uh, called Grievard, which is, um, I guess, to be like Graveyard. Uh, and it's a little ghost dog Pokemon with a candle on his head and looks very cute. However, the closer you get to it, the more it drains your energy. So it's a very cute little dog that just wants to be petted. But if you get too close, it will uh, you'll pass out. Sounds like work. Yeah. Closer I get every <laughs> in the morning, more my energy is drained. And then finally, a uh, 
a Witcher thing. Yes. Uh, quite Without a big Henry Cavill. From today. Um, so earlier, was it earlier this month? Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. It was earlier this month. There we go. Um, CD Projekt Red basically had an investor call or a finance call or something, and they unveiled a load of its fourth forthcoming projects three of which were were witcher related say that quickly were witcher related were it no <laughs> were witcher related there okay um and uh can you scroll back up again okay um and one of those projects was called canis majoris and it was expected to be something by a third party developer and it's now been revealed that that is a remake of the first witcher game um, which was released years ago, um, only on PC, um, and it then had an enhanced edition a couple of years later. But people, from what I've heard, um, people have said that um, that the first Witcher game is is pretty dated. Yeah, and this not is good very janky. They're like, it is a really good game, but it's definitely like a lot of people will fall off it at the start. I, I did see a lot of replies to it going like. No, make some real, make some new games. I mean, which they are working on new games. But when there's a game that many people love, uh, they think is really good, but could really do with a polish or could really do with a remake, this is one that they say. Yeah. Like, if there's a game that isn't widely available anymore or, you know, doesn't play well or it's dated, from what I've heard, there are some fairly dodgy cards um, with, like, naked women on that you collect as Geralt on your way around and things like that. I'm sure some of those things will hopefully change. Um, but yeah, so this seems like a good thing. I think also, you know, The Witcher has become so big since Witcher 3 and the Netflix show um, that people are now interested in the past of the series. So it makes sense to do a remake. Um, do you so... think they'll remake the second one? The second one will come out before The Witcher 4? Oh, I don't know about that. Um, but this remake is being done by a third-party developer called Fool's Theory um, with supervision by CD Projekt Red. Um, Fool's Theory are another Polish developer, so they are aware of the, the origins of The Witcher, um, and they've worked on um, supporting um, Divinity, Original Sin, and Baldur's Gate 3, and other RPGs. So they are known for their RPGs. So hopefully it's in good hands. Um, it's also being made in Unreal Engine 5 um, with the same engine and tool set that CD Projekt are using for their next Witcher trilogy, so 456. Um, so basically, it's going to be a really fun remake, hopefully, um, that will be in safe hands. Um, we don't know what, what platforms it is yet. We don't know when it's going to be out. It's apparently in the very early stages, um, but that was announced earlier today. Nice. And uh, Nathan in chat says, I'd love the Fable games to get a remaster. Well, you're in luck. I don't know if they're, re well, they're not remastering, but they are doing a relaunch or like, a, you know, they're bringing Fable back. But it, I think it's just going to be called Fable in brackets, whatever year it comes out, 2028 20, or whatever. It's the same dev as Forza Horizon. It is. You beat me to it. All right. So I think we'll call that a day. Yeah. That and hopefully we'll news. get the audio settings a little bit better next time. If not, I'll just have to buy a new microphone. And also a longer lead for my mic so that I'm not half off the screen. Yeah, I mean, we could, we, you know, we could get it like the... Well, I'm also trying to angle it so I'm not I'm right? speaking away from you. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you very much for watching. If you want to find Ed Nightingale, where can we find him? 
you can find me at Ed underscore Knights on Twitch and Twitter. And I am Biggest Benus One on uh, Twitter, but Biggest Benus on Twitch. Go to swappingjoysticks.com where you can check out all the old podcasts. You can find it on all your whatever platform you need it on, including YouTube, YouTube, and all the old ones are on there as well, where we were called something else. But I'll let you go there and find out. All right, Ed, say goodbye. See you all next week. Keep swapping. Keep swapping your gigantic penises. <laughs>